Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about one of the most misspelled essential oils of all time. This is going to be myrrh, which is spelled M-Y-R-R-H. How many times has that been misspelled? Myrrh is probably most famous for you people who grew up with religion and church and the Bible as one of the gifts that the Magi gave the JC, the Jesus Christ. So let's get to myrrh essential oil and talk about some of its benefits. Now, myrrh is a resin that comes from a tree called Comophora myrrh, which is common in the area of the Middle East, which is not surprising given Jesus and Africa. Myrrh is botanically related to frankincense and is one of the most widely used essential oils in the world. We do have an episode on frankincense. I think Katie did that way back in 2017. I think that is the sixth episode that we did. The myrrh tree is distinctive due to its white flowers and knotted trunk. It is a weird-looking tree. It's mostly in the desert. At times, the tree has very few leaves due to the dry desert conditions where it grows, It can sometimes take on an odd and twisted shape due to the harsh weather and wind. In order to harvest myrrh, the tree trunks must be cut in to release the resin. The resin is allowed to dry and begin to look like tears all along the tree trunk. The resin is then collected and the essential oil is made from the sap via steam distillation. Myrrh oil kind of has a smoky, sweet, bitter smell. The word myrrh comes from the Arabic word myrrh, M-U-R-R, meaning bitter. The oil is yellowish, orange color with viscous consistencies. It's a little, little sticky. It is commonly used as a base for perfume and other fragrances. That's not surprising. Two primary active components are found in myrrh, called terpenoids and sesquiterpenines, both of which have anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects. The sesquiterpenes specifically also have an effect on our emotional center in the hypothalamus in the brain, helping us remain calm and balanced, just like my voice is right now. Both of these compounds are under investigation for their anti-cancer and antibacterial benefits, as well as other therapeutic usages. So Myrrh's history, of course, goes back thousands of years, because if it's mentioned in the Bible in the New Testament, that's at least 2,000 years ago. So it's commonly used in religious ceremonies, including embalming, going back to ancient Egypt, flavoring for food, treating wounds, and as I've already mentioned, it was put in perfumes. The Chinese frequently use Myrrh as a medicine, and it remains part of traditional Chinese medicine to today. The main myrrh oil used by the Egyptians was for embalming, and the Jews used it to make the holy anointing oil that was used in worship services. The most common historical myrrh oil was used to burn the resin over hot coals. This would release as a mysterious spiritual quality into any room before a religious ceremony. It has also been used in aromatherapy for its meditative quality for a prayer, usually in combination with frankincense. 
The smell of myrrh has been traditionally seen as a symbol of suffering, burnt at funerals and other solemn events. But at times, myrrh is blended with citrus oils to help produce a more uplifting aroma. These lighter blends have been used to help promote inspiration and emotional insight. So if I remember correctly, myrrh was given to Jesus because as a symbol of his death, and that's the oil that you use in the ancient Israelites or the Jews, I should say, used for for preparing the body for the dead, right? And gold was given to him because he was a king. And frankincense, I don't remember. I am very familiar with the smell of myrrh and frankincense because as I've mentioned before, I go to a traditional, very traditional, old school Catholic uh, church. It's like a ultra, ultra traditional, and they use <laughs> myrrh and frankincense all, all mass, all mass. The beginning to clean the altar, then during to clean the priest, and then they they have a little decanter that they swing back and forth. It's very old school. To uh, they do it to the whole audience, the whole congregation. So they go down the 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 aisle and clean everybody there. So I mean, it it smells when you walk in. It looks. Very, very smoky. And if you've seen any movies that take place in the Middle East in, in older times, let's say Kingdom of God with Orlando Bloom and Eva Green, or any movies that take place during the time of Jesus, you always see them either decantering or diffusing, I should say, uh, frankincense or myrrh. Those are very common back then. All right, so let's hit some of the benefits. We've already gleaned on this, kind of touched upon it. It's a, a, a potent antioxidant, so... There was a 2010 animal-based study in the Journal of Food and Chemical Toxicology that found that myrrh could protect against liver damage in rabbits due to its high antioxidant capacity. Uh, we've never had a study here where they did on rabbits. I'm so used to my mice and my rats and my humans here. So we know there's the ORAC scale, and the ORAC scale is a scale that's used for spices and foods that are very high in fighting, combating free radical damage. Free radical damage can lead to overall inflammation in the body, and one form of that inflammation would be cancer, which is unregulated cell growth. So we want to eat a lot of foods or be exposed to a lot of spices that are high in the ORAC scale. So, for example, the berries are very high in the ORAC scale. Uh, Cherries are pretty high. In terms of foods, with spices, cinnamon, uh, I believe cloves is... I believe cardamom is. And so we want to expose yourself to these these things that are high in the ORAC scale. It has possible can- anti-cancer benefits. There was a lab-based study that found that myrrh also has potential anti-cancer benefits. The researchers found that myrrh was able to reduce the proliferation or replication of human cancer cells. They found that myrrh inhibited growth in eight different types of cancer cells, specifically gynecological cancers. So that would be maybe cervical cancer. And, and the big killer uh, of women reproductively is ovarian. Ovarian is the silent killer uh, because the symptoms are kind of muted, uh, similar to when you're having like a, a pancreatic cancer or you're having an abdominal aortic aneurysm. So you just kind of have belly ache and you just, you don't really, they, it, it, it symptoms get confused with other things. So by the time, many times they do the MRI or CT scan, it's already metastasized. And that's why ovarian cancer kills a lot of women. But I wouldn't recommend getting annual CT scans because you are increasing the radiation dosage and then you might get cancer because you're trying to prevent cancer. That's what we call irony. 
They found that myrrh inhibited cancer growth in the lady cancers. Also, although further research is needed to determine exactly how to use myrrh for cancer treatment, this initial research is promising. As mentioned, it is a good antimicrobial. Historically, myrrh was used to treat wounds and prevent infections. It can still be used in the manner on minor fungal infections, such as athlete's foot, bad's breath, ringwood. All these are caused by candida, which is a very common fungus. And acne. Myrrh oil can also be used to help fight certain bacterias. For example, it seems in lab studies to be potent against Staphylococcus aureus, or staph, which is uh, most commonly seen on the skin, and boils. The antibacterial properties of myrrh oil seem to be amplified when it's used along with frankincense oil, which is another popular biblical oil. So you can apply a few drops to a clean towel before applying it to the skin. It's also been known to be an antiparasitic. Uh, you know, if you think of the uh, back in the, the biblical era, or even in the Renaissance era, but certainly in prehistoric Paleolithic era, I mean, most, I would think most humans had parasites. I mean, th- think about how you, you get most parasites, right? You, you're barefoot and you step onto something where there's larvae and they get injected in. If you ever watched the, the old Discovery documentary, Monsters Inside Me, all that, that documentary is great, but it just talks about ways parasites get in us. And you think how poorly cooked uh, pork and chicken were back then. So I think a lot of, a lot of humans must have had parasites. A medication has been developed using myrrh as a treatment for fasciolysis, a parasitic worm infection that has been infecting humans worldwide. There's par- this parasite is generally transmitted by ingesting aquatic algae and other plants. A medication made with myrrh was able to decrease the symptoms of the infection as well as drop, as well as a drop in parasitic egg count found in the feces. Now, who's eating a lot of aquatic algae? Who's eating a lot of uh, aquatic algae? I guess seaweed, maybe? I don't know. I do see seaweed at my store, and it's like $5 for a little bag of dried up little thin layers of seaweed. I'm like, I know it's got a lot of iodine, and it's good for me, but I'll pass on that. All right, let's go to skin health. Myrrh can help maintain healthy skin by soothing chapped or cracked patches. It is commonly added to skincare products to help with moisturizing and also for fragrance for the smell. Ancient Egyptians used to prevent aging and maintain healthy skin. A research study in 2010 discovered that topical application of myrrh oil helped elevate white blood cells around skin wounds, leading to faster healing. That's great. You know, we've done 27 episodes now, and, and, and there's a lot of oils that are very good for skin health. There's there's a lot of them. I, just, I mean, off the top of my head, of course, tea tree is really great. Eucalyptus can be good. Um rosemary, sandalwood. There's a lot of good ones. Another one is relaxation. Myrrh is commonly used in aromatherapy for massages. Some people don't like its kind of earthy, bitter aroma, but history apparently vindicates that because it's been very popular. It can also be used and added to a warm bath and applied directly to the skin. So these are some of the more common ways that it's used. I would mention that it's commonly used for respiratory problems, for sore throats, to diffuse that. It helps with sore throats. But let's talk about how we we can use it. So, of course, you can diffuse it. You can diffuse every oil. And as I mentioned, not everybody likes the smell of myrrh or frankincense. It's not one of those that... 
makes the house like smell alive and it reminds people mostly of, of death in church. Uh, but you know what? I like the smell of frankincense and myrrh because it reminds me of church. But you can certainly diffuse it. Yeah, no problem with that. And as I mentioned, it's pretty good for respiratory. I mean, I don't think it's as good as probably eucalyptus, I would say, is probably the best for respiratory issue. But uh, you can definitely diffuse it, or you can mix it in with some other oils like bergamot. Uh, we mentioned how mixing it with the uh, citruses kind of balances out its more deathy church smell. So why don't you put a little uh, myrrh with a little grapefruit, lemon, bergamot. Of course, you can apply directly to the skin. It is best to mix myrrh with a carrier oil, such as almond or grape or jojoba or coconut, before applying it to the skin. It can also be mixed with an unscented lotion and used directly on the skin. Again, remember, myrrh was commonly popular or used for perfumes and lotions back in, in antiquity for skin rejuvenation and anti-aging, so you can just throw it in some lotion. You can make homemade deodorant with myrrh. Now, I would probably not recommend it. I've talked about like with homemade deodorants, it's very easy. Just some some coconut oil, some baking powder, or baking soda, I should say, and then um, some essential oils. And I would typically recommend for women to use the more feminine one, the flower ones like jasmine and rose. And then with the men, use the more musky ones like cypress and uh, sandalwood, and cedarwood. But certainly you can do it with, with incense. You know, that's the beauty of making your own homemade deodorants is you can just concoct a, a smell that you like and then go with it. Myrrh can be used as a cold compress. You can add a few drops to a cold compress and apply it directly to any infected area. It offers all those antimicrobial benefits when you breathe it in. It can work as, as an expectorant to help with cough. It's the same thing. You can diffuse it or rub it in a carrier oil near your near your chest. It's also been kind of used for mouth problems and gum disease. And you can put it in a mouth rinse. You know, of course, I don't recommend using scope or anything like that because they typically use food dyes. And, of course, they have alcohol in them, which increases your chances of cancer. And they put other preservatives. But uh, you can make your own homemade mouthwash. Um, there are non-alcoholic mouthwashes that you can buy. There's certain brands like Kiss My Face or Tom's of Maine. They have non-alcoholic mouthwashes. But, look, you can just make your own. Just, just Google it. Throw in some drops of myrrh oil. Swish it around, spit it out. And as I mentioned, when you have some wounds, if you want to use it as an antimicrobial on the skin, just put some, uh, put in a carrier oil and, and put it wherever the cut or wound is. Now, in terms of side effects, myrrh can be a problem if you have sensitive skin. So like with a lot of these oils, test it out in a small patch on your body. It can be known to cause dermatitis, which is inflammation of the skin. In some people, if you're taking it internally, I, it can cause upset stomach and diarrhea. Uh, these are minor problems. But in general, I'd, I wouldn't really recommend ingesting myrrh. Now, doTERRA or Young Living might have a, a myrrh that you can ingest. It's therapeutic grade that is safe to ingest, but I probably wouldn't take it. Uh, pregnant women, of course, you need to be very careful because it can cause problems. In particular, myrrh can lead to uterine contractions, and we don't want that. Another potential side effect of myrrh is you can have some heart irregularities. It can lower your blood pressure. It can also lower your blood sugar, which, I mean, America is probably a good thing if you have diabetes. Hey, who needs insulin? Let's just rub myrrh. 
Uh, so that's just another indication they need to be careful about. So look, I mean, the, these some of these are somewhat serious, but it shouldn't dissuade you from using myrrh. I think a great thing to do is start with diffusing it. If you like its aroma, then you can go to applying it to the body in a carrier oil. Myrrh typically is mid-priced in, in terms of the, the oils. It's not up there with, uh, let's say, rose, and it's certainly not really cheap. It's about 80 bucks if you go to Deterra or Young Living. So it's a mid-priced oil. And to review just really fast, it's good for lotions, for its anti-aging effect, for healing wounds. It's good for respiratory. Um, it's good for diffusing them uh, to get kind of a meditative uh, mindset. It's also good for alleviating pain and reducing inflammation, which is probably the biggest one, right? It's, it's, it's known for being possibly an antioxidant, anti-cancer. So these are some of the benefits of myrrh. I would say that if, if a lot of you probably have frankincense more in your medicine cabinet or your, your aromatherapy cabinet, then you have myrrh. So if you like the smell of frankincense and money is not an issue, why not buy some myrrh? If not, if money is an issue, you don't buy myrrh because you already have frankincense and they're pretty similar. And go try uh, another oil. All right, guys. So the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the food recipes and holistic health articles that I have there. We do have some essential oil recipes there as well. If you like what I provide to you, there's many ways you can support me. The main ones is click on the episode notes and on the PayPal me account or the Patreon account and donate whatever you like. Please be gracious. I also have Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook. You can buy that for solely, simply $2.99. It's a nice read about how I grew up overweight and how I lost the weight. You can talk to me one-on-one -on -one via Clarity FM. You can click on the links on the episode notes for a dollar a minute. We can chit-chat about aromatherapy or weight loss, weight management, toxins in the food. You can do that as well. Go to the website, Naturopathic Earth, and go to the food recipes. There's about 150 of them. Click on the Amazon links, and once you get to Amazon, anything you buy within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So that's another easy way to help us out. It's at no expense to you. And as you know, we have three podcasts in the Naturopathic Earth family. We have this one, Holistic Health News, which is our flagship. We recently had an episode on how 70% of Americans are on medications, and I go on a little tirade rant on that one. And uh, we had a recent one that's more about intersexual dynamics, how 50% of women think about another man when dating. So you ladies might want to watch or listen to that one to, to hear my explanation as to why that is. And you can post on social media that I'm completely wrong. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child, the podcast. So please subscribe to all three and please post a review. It helps out quite a bit. I know how many people listen to this podcast and the amount of reviews is a fraction of that. So look, it takes you two seconds to hit write a review, throw the five star, hit send. It takes two seconds, guys. So please, look, if you don't want to spend money doing the other things to help me out, then just post a review. It takes two seconds. Guys, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. 
Until next time.